Good evening and welcome to another episode of For the Next 29 Minutes, our ongoing anthology series visiting people's problems and relationships, journeys, challenges, all solved in real time. This week, we go to a wedding in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Carmen, Desiree, and William, three best friends since high school, were drinking right outside the reception room. It was a little tough for them because Desiree had loved the groom her whole life, but she had to watch him marry someone else. And the friends were there to lament the fact that she did not interrupt the wedding as they hoped she would. You really, really blew it, Desiree. I mean, when they said, uh, does anyone oppose this marriage or whatever it is, that statement, you could have just said, I, I do, or I will. Yeah, Desiree, uh, this was your one opportunity. And now, now your life basically should just be really over. You got to remind me about it. I'm the one that's frozen and couldn't wake up and get up and say, no, I oppose. You, you really could have done what you just did right there. Just a frantic, frantic sound would have been enough, Desiree. But I didn't. I got stage fright and I was eating fries. Uh, William, a, a brief aside. Uh, Carmen. William. Carmen. William. William. You you wanted this aside, Carmen. So I really have nothing other than just saying your name over and over again, unless you have something. Read my mind, goddammit. All right. Maybe this is not over. Maybe I can run to their bedroom and just stop the nuptious, nuptious, thingies that happen. The sex. What am I thinking? If they, if they don't do it, they are not really married, and maybe I can, I can still marry him. I think what you're thinking, Carmen, is that you want to go see what the hell happens when Desiree walks into a nuptial room where they're having mad, mad nookie. Exactly. I'm so going right now. Don't stop her, William. Not going to, Carmen. Don't stop me. Desiree proceeded to walk up the steps. Carmen and William joined. Of course, we take several flights to get up to the honeymoon suite. While that was going on, inside, the very tight working crew was cleaning up the post-wedding reception. And uh, they were very upset about the treatment from their very short-tempered boss. Yeah, you know, Miss, Mr. Smith just really bugs me. Is this feces? Fairly sure. He just pulled it out of his ass and started hurling it. But yes, it is feces. I feel like this is one of those jobs that never gets done. Well, frankly, when the feedback is feces, then it's hard to clean when... You keep getting feedback that's feces. Is that a metaphor? No, it's very literal. I'm pretty sure that the boss took these feces out of his ass, threw them at us to show us how unpleased he was with our job. Like I said, something like that you never- you said, yes. 
That is exactly what I did. I am very, very displeased with your show. Your show, your shop, your job, your jobs were shitty. And this is how I'm telling you. It's only, Mr. Smith, it's only making it worse. It's Mr. Smith, please, please put it back, like back inside. Just oh, you want me to put my shit back inside my ass. <laughs> was that a metaphor? Were you were you laughing or crying right there? I was unsure of which. I was laughing, you idiot. I guess that's better than crying. Oh my, wait. No, I should have called you idiot. Throwing shit is okay, but calling you idiot now is based for harassment. Can I just put a pause on this whole thing and just say this shit is absurd? This is absurd. This is absurd. Well, are you judging the quality of my shit? I'm judging the quality and the content of this situation. It's bananas. This is crazy town. You, you realize? Not bananas. It's shit. I, I'm judging the quantity of shit that you're throwing at us. So yes, I, there's one of us who's at least judging not the quality but the quantity. This oh, well, shit is bananas. In part, yes. In part, it's a fruit salad. Is that a metaphor? No. It came from bananas. Some of it, yes. They would continue to talk about the poop and bananas for the next several minutes. Carmen, Desiree, and William had made it to the 12th floor. They figured out which room was the honeymoon suite, and they sit outside, pumping up their friend Desiree to storm in. Somehow she had a key card to the room. <laughs> okay, this got to be it. The, next, the last room was very, very displeasing. It has to be this one. I got All a right. key card. Desiree, Desiree, before you do that, we need to pump you up. Do it. Do it. Go on and watch them do it. <laughs> I will do it. Desiree entered the, entered the room to find the married couple in the middle of coitus as Carmen and William walked in behind as well. Oh my God, I think they're in the middle of coitus, William. Carmen, I frankly have just kind of enjoyed this night, but this is the best. I am too late. They have already consummated which makes it official, official. So Desiree, what are you going to do about it? Can you sit in box, take your conversation out of the bedroom here? Yeah, wait, why are you, Carmen? Desiree, William, what, why are you three of you up here? Entertainment. I should have married my, my boy, Margaret. I wanted to marry Paul. Mark, I, this is not what I had in mind for a wedding night. Can you please tell your weird friends to just leave? All right, all right, I'm out. I'm out. That's when Mark put on his robe and ushered the friends outside. Listen, guys, if you want to keep hanging out more, I'd love to after the honeymoon. But right now, this this is what my focus is at this moment in time. This will come in mind. Oh, my God, Desiree. It was six years ago, okay? It was one night of drunken mistake. It was not a mistake. It was the most wise decision I ever made in my life. Even wiser than coming through this door right now. Desiree, you had years to profess your love for me, okay? Maybe if I had known that you didn't view that night as just a mistake, well, 
maybe things would have turned out different, but this, it's too late. I'm, I'm with Wendy now. He's, he's with Wendy, Desiree. That. I need some space! <laughs> Desiree well, ran down the hall. So, um, are you two gonna check on her or just give her some space? Actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back in and just continue to watch. I'm pretty sure Wendy's not gonna go for that, and I'm also a little performance shy, so... Would you mind if I asked her? I would mind, yes. Okay. <laughs> just trying, just, just trying my luck. Just trying my luck, buddy. This group of friends, of course, had a, an interesting relationship with one another. What happens next in this evening? We'll find out for this commercial break on for the next 29 minutes. My friend, do you often think about how you'd like to hide your body? Of course, I'm really ashamed of my body, so I had to hide it in all sorts of ways. If you're ashamed of your body, then welcome to humanity, because frankly, don't we all just have something about our body that just really is just wrong? No, it's just me. I'm pretty sure it's just me. I am the wrongest person. Well, it could be that you, like yourself, have more wrong about your body than anyone else. And if that's true, you really got to hide it. Of course. I already know this. Why are you trying to sell me? I have no idea what you just said, but I'm going to offer you this robe so that you can hide whatever freakiness your mother and your father gave you. They once gave me an original Nintendo system. Well, this robe will not hide a Nintendo, but it'll hide any body part that you have that's slightly abnormal all the way to completely freakish. Even my abnormally humongous belly? Even that. Even those things that, well, frankly, have scared every date that you've ever been on. Try the magic robe. Just go ahead. Try it on. Like this dimple? Let me try that out. You don't need to prepare your body in any way, sir. Just go ahead and put the robe on. I got to take off my pants first. Robes are meant to be used naked. Oh, you're going to go full blast naked for this? Well, you wanted uh, to try your product or not? Our robe is ready, sir. Our robe is ready. With the newest in technology, it will stealthily hide no matter what you've got. So take your pants off. Take your shirt off. Take off your undies. Well, this robe is actually pretty comfortable and quite big to hide everything I had to hide. I frankly don't know where you are because the magic robe is completely covering. You've been erased from existence, sir. You are no longer here. The magic robe available wherever fine garments are sold, like the men's warehouse. Get yours today. Welcome back to our ongoing anthology series for the next 29 minutes. After Desiree had walked in on the honeymoon in downstairs while all that was going on in the reception hall, our two workers were continuing their discussion with Mr. Smith and things had gotten hot, so hot 
in fact, and in a fit of rage, they attacked and killed Mr. Smith. The two stood over Mr. Smith's dead body, trying to figure out what to do from here. Didn't, didn't really plan for this. This actually made everything much messier and harder to clean up. Now, frankly, it feels like going to be slightly unprofessional if we have to call in real cleaners, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that would make us look really bad. Really bad. I mean, cleaners that had to call cleaners to clean the mess that they couldn't clean up themselves. I think that's called irony. We have moved on from metaphors to irony. Are you sure about that? Because you're always asking, was that a metaphor? Are you going to be asking from now on, was that irony? Well, you didn't deny it, so I assume it was okay. I didn't deny it, but I never asked the question either. So is it ironic that we're standing over our boss and we can't clean it? I just asked the question. Is that self-awareness? It's like I've suddenly become conscious. Hmm. And I'm really, not, I'm really not happy about the fact either. I, I didn't want to be a cleaner, don't want to be a cleaner, don't like my life. You know, maybe, maybe just kill me too. Mm, no, if you didn't learn from the first lesson, it was pretty messy. <laughs> And clearly, we didn't do a good enough job. Clearly. I mean, it can, you can tell that we've we basically killed what? most of the body, but the vocal cords, especially the very highest ones, we didn't kill off. Can those live on like a, like a cockroach without a head or a chicken without a head? Vocal cords? Who is this dead guy? Why is there shit so all over? Now, now the dead guy is asking who the dead guy is. It seems as if he's just, lost I'm consciousness. I'm running from a, from a failed wedding that man that I wanted married somebody else and I was running in distress and I ran into you. Wait, wait, are you, are you a woman? <gasps> How dare you? Uh, well, can we just pause here? Can I ask, is this absurd? Have we gone, now have we gone to crazy town? I'm just trying to find a place to be distressed by myself, and I just found you in the way. I feel like I've gone batshit bananas. Yes, they were going batshit bananas. Back upstairs, Harmon and William are desperately, well, not so desperately, they were somewhat looking for Desiree, partially because of friendship, partly because of felt obligation. Doesn't seem like she's behind this vending machine. No, she's not standing in the corner either. Uh, when I took a sip of the water fountain, uh, she didn't just suddenly yell boo and appear from somewhere. She's not under your big toe. Uh, when I scratched my ass, I also didn't experience any Desiree gross look i i don't need comments when we're doing a advanced game of where's waldo william garmin william garmin william 
Carmen, when you first said my name, it implied a question or a statement. So I'm going to let you go ahead and make that question or statement now. It's a judgment. When a woman looks at you and calls you by your name, she's judging you harshly. Well, two can play that game, except for I'm not a woman and I didn't speak first. But I did call your name. So what do you think of that? Ugh, William. Carmen. William. Now you're, you're calling my name in a slightly different way, as if there's subtext. Hmm. You had an advanced thought. I sense judgment from you, Carmen. Ooh, an advanced <laughs> sensation. Before Carmen could share the judgment and advanced sensation, Desiree was crying and emerged from down the hall. Everything, everything has gone to shit. Literally and metaphorically. William, could you handle this? Carmen, I was born to handle situations like this. Desiree, we were looking for you and now we've found you. I want to be alone and settle my thoughts and I just run into more shit. Well, that's kind of a metaphor for life. No, literally. Well, then, then it was an ironic metaphor for life that was literally was. true. It was, it was, William. Well. Thank you for coming and looking for me to demonstrate how manly and Successful you are in your manly endeavors of trying to find the girls and console them. Well, because I'm a man, that's what men do. If I was a woman, I would be making snide comments towards you and judging you, but or I'm crying. Not. Did you say or crying? Well, yeah, I'm a woman. I don't make snarky comments, am I? Wait, oh, wait I'm sorry. I, I just... I was trying to insult Carmen. I wasn't trying to insult you. But yes, I just realized you're both women. William was not the, like William was not the most perceptive of people in their friend group. <laughs> How will this play out? Well, we'll see more after this commercial break on for the next 29 minutes. If you ever have a friend in your friend group that lacks perception, you might want to consult the Friendcyclopedia, a full 29 volume edition, fifth generation of text that will tell you how to speak to your friends. For example, if you want to speak down onto your friends without them really knowing, you look up friend subtext. Friend subtext is a gentle way of persuading your friends to think like you do without actually telling them how to think. Otherwise, you'll encounter oppositional defiant disorder. That's in Friends Volume, Friends Encyclopedia, number 29. Additionally, if you have friends that you feel you're not worthy of, you will learn how to speak upwards and more eloquently to gain more important friends, like the president or an astronaut. You just use large words like frankly all the time. Well, frankly, frankly, well, frankly. That will make it seem like you've elevated your dialogue. So no matter what friends group you want to be part of, please 
purchase a Friendcyclopedia today in 29 volumes, and you'll be able to be a part of any group in society and win anyone over. Thank you. We go back now to that hotel in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on the night of the wedding. Friend group of Carmen, Desiree, and William were kind of at each other a little bit, but a choice would soon emerge for them to either rally together as friends when one was threatened or to easily turn on each other. Because as the conversation persisted in the main lobby of the hotel, the elevator opened and it was a very angry Wendy standing there. Desiree, you fucking bitch. It is my wedding night. You got some nerve to go talk to my husband and profess your love for him tonight of all nights. It should have been my wedding night. I was just not brave enough to say it before, but I am brave enough now. You had you had your fucking chance. You know what? I told Mark when we get back from honeymoon, I do not want him hanging out with any of you all again. If he does, then I am through with him. Well, I'm not going to stop chasing him because I realize now that he is the love of my life and I want him back. Well, you know what, bitch? It doesn't matter if he is the love of your life because I am the love of his and it is my lips he kissed at the end of the night and it is my, you know, per is I am the one he is going to eventually put his child in one day. You know who the love of my life is? Go on. Yeah, you tell us, I suppose. The love of my life is this woman right here. Carmen. William? Really? Just, just thought I'd throw that out there to kind of diffuse the tension, make everyone take a step back and just say, what the fuck? I, I don't actually know any of you well enough to know if I that's how I should have responded, but okay. You should say what the fuck. Let me do it first. What the fuck? Very good. Very good. Carmen, um, your reaction. Uh, ambivalence. It's the best I could hope for. Wasn't meaning to completely derail your guys' whole thing that you were doing, but but just wanted to kind of throw it out there so that everybody kind of you know, relaxed and realized that people care for each other, men and women, especially when they know that the other person's a woman. Fine. You know... I know Mark's friendship with three matters a lot. Desiree, if you can promise to not make this weird and go after him again, I will not stand in the way of all of your friendships with him. I'm not sure I can do that. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Just, just, uh, just say okay and move on. You realize how many bullets we are biting here for you, Desiree? Fine, but only because you two are good friends of mine. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you all at the uh, housewarming party. I'm but not, but I will. And Wendy left the elevator, leaving the three friends to themselves in the lobby. Here we are. Okay, okay, okay. Carmen needless to say, you should claim this man right now and not make the same mistake I just did, okay? Claim him for what? I mean, he's an autonomous being. I think Why are you so snarky all the time, Carmen? Because th these are petty relationships, uh, petty friendships, and I want something deeper. 
I will say that I did try to go deeper, but I was somewhat rebuffed. Using your voice to go deeper doesn't count. I was trying to go deeper in the relationship, Carmen, but unfortunately, maybe you took it as a metaphor. Now you're just trying to be clever. See what I mean? See what I mean? There is no emotional availability in this room whatsoever. It's I did, I, I did kind of think that Wendy was hot. It seemed that Carmen and William would not get together and potentially more awkwardness would exist in the friend group at the housewarming party. Now that two people in the friend group were interested in someone from the marriage. <laughs> we go back to the people who were cleaning up before. In a moment of panic, they had loaded their boss's dead and or possibly still faintly alive body into the trunk of their car and were driving away, trying to figure out where to go to get rid of the body. This day really turned around. I mean, it only took like 25 minutes for us to be from extremely bored to now uh, murderers. You know, sometimes you just don't know what like God is going to send your way. That's beautiful. Thank you. I, I mean, I just became conscious about 20 minutes ago, so I think I'm progressing through the stages of humanity. What comes after awareness of God and a higher being? I am guessing probably old age and then death. Are you going to die today? I guess we'll see what happens. This is absurd. This is batshit absurd. It was a batshit absurd day for the friends, after all. They didn't know what exactly would happen, but some clarity was over their souls as they drove into the dark, into an uncertain future, with a dead corpse in their trunk. <laughs> and that concludes this week's episode of our ongoing anthology for the next 29 minutes. Be sure to join us next week when we look at a dog who is given the powers of God for 29 minutes. Thank you. This is KLC Radio, 1150 AM Radio, owned and operated by the Friend Encyclopedia Corporation, broadcasting of Oakley, California, with affiliates in Sacramento and Merced, as authorized by the Federal Communications Commission. This now concludes our broadcast day. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 AM. We wish you a pleasant good evening. I just, uh, I'd like to say that I think my monotone acting classes are really paying off. I think they are, yeah, really congratulations to you. You were amazingly monotonous. Thank you. Thank you. That's what, I, that's what I'm going for. Nice work. I mean, you played two to three different characters and I couldn't tell them apart at all. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that, that means a lot to me. It means that, well, frankly, it means whatever I'm going to say next. It, probably you're not all paying attention because I can see you're looking at the sandwich table. Did you, just oh, say, did you just say, well, frankly, did you actually buy the Friendcyclopedia? I did. I did. I, <clears throat> I realized that monotone acting won't be the end all be all of everything, that I do need other things. And so I added the word frankly to my repertoire. You Is sound way sm smarter. Oh, quit kissing his ass, Jeremy. Come on.
feel free to kiss my ass, Jeremy. Yeah, just you know, I, I know you're more seasoned in this work, and you can get me more work. So I just, you know, why not? You know, I'm pretty sure he's saying metaphorically and not literally. If you're trying to do a callback to the script, that is also ass kissing, Pierre. Well, yeah, of course. The writers aren't listening. The writer, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Everybody just be emotionally vulnerable, like the script said, goddammit. Just be some real people, goddammit. I'm just, I'm not getting your acting technique there, Lucy. I'm, uh... sorry. I'm sorry, Lucy. Just, I, 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 I don't understand what you're doing. I'm just going to go and put on my, my robe to hide everything that is hideous and disgusting and shameful of me. I forgot the name. Can you remind, remind me? The magic robe? Yeah, that one. So did they say which one of us is going to play the dog next week? Uh, it's going to have to be the one with monotonous training. I, I was assuming it was going to be me. Bow wow, bow wow. Wow, you are such an incredible dog. I have great. Fine, great. You, great. you get to be the dog. You get to be the one with the training. You at the very least, you could go and turn off that red light over there. The red light? That's only on on the radio. The show is over. So that light must... Oh, show, sh Okay, okay, okay. Where's the off button? Where's the off button? Oh, fuck. The red light is on. <laughs>